It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. Hey, welcome to another edition of the A. Cole Realty Savvy Realtor Podcast. Walter Strohlt with you. And on today's show, it's another special edition of the podcast where we're going to cover a lot of different topics and a lot of different ground. On the Savvy Realtor radio show, we often hear from experts that Angie works with on a daily basis, some of her preferred vendors, from mortgage brokers and consultants to staging advice, specific buying advice, and much more. Uh, Angie's always got great experts around her that help us learn a little bit more about buying and selling homes and the process involved in all of that. So on today's edition of the podcast, we'll let you hear from some of those experts and their advice on lots of different subjects as it relates to buying and selling homes in the triangle. So let's get to it. First up, we're excited to share with you a mortgage moment with Tina Conaderis, and this is where you can learn a little bit about a helpful nugget that might help you in the mortgage application process. On today's episode, I want to cover an important question for listeners, Tina. Let's talk about pre-qualification and just, you know, a little bit about what's involved in getting pre-qualified and specifically how long does that take? The application process itself takes a whopping 10 minutes. So I would say that's... Oh, that's terrible. It's so long. Right? 10 whole (laughs) minutes. You enter your your job history for two years, your living history for two years, and voila, uh, you've pretty much done the pre-qualification data entry at that point. Then my team schedules a review with you. We let you pick a time on a calendar that works best for you. And that review takes, I would say, between 15 and 30 minutes, depending on how chatty we are that day and how chatty the person getting pre-qualified is. It's so less involved than people think. The data entry, like I said, 10 minutes. The conversation is more just to gear your loan towards what your goals are. And so that may be a little bit more involved, but it can all happen within one day. And what is getting pre-qualified unlock for somebody? Like why should why should someone get pre-qualified if they're starting to dip their toes into those house buying waters? You know, information is key and you do not want to start looking for a house and get your heart set on this beautiful $500,000 home to discover that your monthly payment goal is more equivalent of a beautiful $300,000 home. So I would say pre-qualification is just you protecting your time and the time of your real estate agent and really knowing what you should and shouldn't be looking at and also understanding if you may have a roadblock that you didn't even know exist in front of you. So a quick pre-qualification can prevent really a lot of wasted time and energy on everyone's part. Next up on our special feature edition of the Savvy Realtor, we want to talk about home staging, and we do this with Amber Cole. No relation to Angie, but nonetheless a helpful and expert resource when it comes to getting our homes ready to sell. So Amber, this week, tell us about a time when proper staging worked to generate more interest in a home. 
staging always works to generate more interest in a home. Every buyer starts their search online and through the photography, and we want those pictures to look amazing from the very beginning. And so staging your home, making it look bright and open and decluttered and depersonalized and having proper furniture placement always makes a difference to sell your home and great first impressions and great way to look phenomenal in that photography. Sometimes it's an overlooked piece of the home buying process, but uh, your attorney and the person that you choose to work with in that arena uh, is very important. And you want to make sure that you're making good choices and good decisions when it comes to working with that attorney and making sure that some of those important considerations are handled appropriately. And that's why we have the Attorney Minute with Craig McCall. Greg, how do economic trends affect the nature of your work? Did, for example, the 2008 recession impact your business and your approach moving forward? Obviously, in 2008, when the housing bubble burst, the purchase market went away. Nobody was buying houses. But the government stepped in in order to keep the economy afloat, lowered the interest rates that created a high volume of people who were refinancing your mortgages. So your, your business model sort of shifted from a purchase market to a refinance market. And that's why it's important to keep relationships not only with the realtors, but also loan officers that you work with at particular banks, because then that's how they forward business to you. Your referral business, again, as I stated, comes from loan officers during the refinance market. And uh, today, in a purchase market, it's driven by the realtors. So you try and keep your relationships balanced. I think that's interesting, though, because you're a real estate attorney. You think that this deals with the buying and selling of homes and not the refinance portion. So it's. I think many people would find it interesting to know that you play a role in the mortgage process as well. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, in downtimes, people are not only refinancing to get a lower interest rate, but also to pull out some equity out of their house, for example, to pay off other debt to streamline their budget. Now, whenever you go to buy a home, you're going to get an inspection most likely. And so we have a Jarrett Joins to help us in our segment, Ask the Inspector. Jarrett, question for you. What kinds of questions can I ask my inspector once the inspection is completed? I mean, how how open and frank of a conversation can we have? So the, the questions that, that you should ask the inspector, you're going to have time at the end of the inspection, typically we have a review time. You come in, we'll go over what we found, whether it's big or small, and you know you can have that time to uh, have things further explained to you, which don't make sense to you at the time, but we definitely want to take that time to explain and make sure that you understand everything before we leave the property. And with the inspection, the report comes out with us later that night, and you know we, we do cover a lot of the bigger things typically during the review time. The things that, that we look out for are the things that's going to usually cost a little bit more money um, than the small things. And, you know, with the clients, we always try to kind of differentiate, help them differentiate the, the difference between the big items and the small items. Um, and everybody's different. Um, you know, there there's going to be small things in a house, like a door not latch, latching to the striker plate. You know, those are typically pretty easy and small fixes that, you know, either you can do on your own or just have a, a handyman come in after closing and fix. You know, and as far as the bigger things like the HVAC systems, the any structural problems, any big electrical items, you know, those are kind of where we try to help you say, hey, look, these are your maybe help, you know, with your negotiation and just try to help drive you down the right avenue as to kind of what a bigger thing is versus a smaller item. And last but not least, we love hearing from Vicki DiProfio, who helps us when it comes to specific advice for buyers. 
Tom in Apex has a question for you this week, Vicki. Tom says, resale value will be really important to me in a home because we only plan to live there for a few years before upgrading. What types of properties have the best resale value? A home, a duplex, a townhome, something else? I think that there's more important factors to resell than just the type of home that it is. I think more important factors are going to be the age of the home and the location of the home. I think those are more important factors. We do find that single-family detached homes sell a little faster than townhomes, but obviously that's dependent upon the current market. It also depends on price point. You know, there are certain price points in certain locations where you're not going to find a single-family detached home. So I think there's other factors rather than just the type of home that it is. So if you find one that you like, no matter the style, whether it be a downtown condo or a home, consider these other options. That's exactly right. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. Did you know that Angie Cole also has a radio show? Tune into the Savvy Realtor, Saturdays at noon on 106.1 FM WTKK.